Welcome to a very Brady podcast. I am your host. My name is Tack Van Sickle. And on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch. As we break it down one episode at a time, we take it apart, wipe it down, put some grease on it, put it back together as best we can figure out. On today's episode, we're going to look at season one, episode three, entitled Eeny, Meeny, Mommy, Daddy. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. But you don't have to, but it might make for better comedy if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, Amazon Prime. And I have two guests today. My first guest, you may know him from the super popular one of my favorite podcasts, Hysteria 51, is Brent Hand. Welcome. Thank you, sir. I am... I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I I I I'm familiar with the Brady Bunch. I've I've watched it some. I enjoyed the movies in the '90s too when they came out, but I I didn't want to <laughs> to just rest on that. So I brought a, a ringer with me. My wife, Lisa. Oh, if yeah. You, if you listen to the show, she's producer Lisa on the show sometimes. Uh, she's on sporadically and. She's the ringer because she's a big Brady. She was the closet Brady Bunch fan in high school, and she didn't tell people that she listened. Uh, it was grade school, but I was definitely in the closet. Oh, you were listening in high yeah. school. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. So, yeah. That's good. So, welcome, Lisa. I'm glad to have you both here, and I'm glad to have a ringer on the show. I need one. I need help. So <laughs> This is actually an intervention um, yeah. for him. Uh, he needs help. I'll do yeah. my best. Okay, um, so talking about Hysteria 51 for a few minutes, so how long has Hysteria 51 been going on? Oh man, we just had, in September, was our third anniversary, uh, and oh, wow. uh, actually you were actually on our show last week, and I think that was episode 161, so three years, yeah. and uh, knock on wood, I've never missed an episode or a week so far, so we're still chugging away, doing okay. <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah, <laughs> that impressive. It's, a, you know, it's a comedy show, but we talk aliens in the occult and anything that's weird anything that we find interesting we've done everything from true crime to to strange history uh things like that uh, we actually went out of our wheelhouse and did a actually we got an email this year i listened to hysteria 51 not historia 51 because we did one <laughs> on the story of robert smalls uh during the civil war and we actually uh got a webby honoree for that episode this year so it's been kind of fun been fun that's good congrats and fingers crossed Um, on november 7th we find out if we won a number one podcast in chicago illinois or not so oh that's awesome i'll cross my toes you cross your fingers and we'll see where we go with sounds good let's do it (laughs) and one thing you and i don't agree on is that you're a flat earther (laughs) <laughs> yes see, yes i have see what i did there Brent? Uh, I, I, did do. There. <laughs> I do i i have it tattooed right across my back flat earther ask me questions now so uh yeah tag i had you on when we had our our flat earthers on our episode and uh yeah. we all got along famously with them they were very nice and cordial people weren't they my god no <laughs> is that yeah, before right. or after the death we, threats yeah yeah we got death threats for that episode. We we really? literally hysteria fifty. Well, we got death threats because we disagreed with the flat earthers. Yeah. So uh, we we also had them on our show on uh, the Twisted Ten, and they were just they were dicks. <laughs> yeah. Just, like I went off on them like once, and I, <laughs> just and I couldn't take it. A little side story. Uh, so there, we had Jaron from Jaronism on there, and he was yeah. part of that 
documentary Behind the Curve that came out on Netflix earlier this year. It might have been last year when it came out. Well, anyway, right before it came out, he took our audio and edited it from our episode and posted it on his own. And we told him before, like three times, do not do that. You know, you can't take our audio number one and repurpose it your own, let alone editing it and stuff. And uh, so I put in a, you know, a request for them, request for them to take it down. I guess he had so many strikes against them that YouTube shut his his page off. And he's calling, no, don't do this to me. Don't you please, please, please. I'm like, well, stop taking my stuff and editing it your way and reposting it. Even if you're not editing it, stop doing that. Uh, yeah. Man. But it was okay because on Behind the Curve, they proved that the earth was round anyway, so it worked out nicely. <laughs> so nice. we will not be doing that with your episode. We will not take it and make it our own <laughs> this time. Welcome to the Very Hysteria Brady podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you do this show, you co-hosted with uh, John Goforth. And, right. And uh, I understand there's a history there. You guys go way back. Yeah, yeah, John and I have been friends for over 30 years. We grew up uh, when he moved to my school and, and I guess it would have been like middle school. And and uh, we've been friends ever since. And we actually had wanted to. We were roommates in college and we, we wanted to try to get a show then on the radio station and that didn't work out. And life kind of hits you like a ton of bricks and some time goes by and, you know, you're 20 years out of college. You're like, hey, let's start a a podcast because that's that's, you know, a possibility now. And it took off and here we are. So it's been a fun ride for sure. (laughs) Yeah, I've been listening since very first episode, not like when it originally came out. I was a little late, but I caught up and I've heard every episode since your show was the second show I think we ever guested on. Oh on, wow! Yeah, nice. we I had done ectoplasm previously, and then uh, mm-hmm. then we did yours. Yeah, so it was awesome. Yeah, very. Oh, cool. That was a long time ago. I think it was over yeah, two years ago. Was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you also have a third host too, which is Seabot. Like, how did you come up with that? A conspiracy bot. You know, you make a robot every once in a while. What can I say? You know, you you try to have them help you with the show and help with editing and they just don't really turn out so he's there he's our third host he's the uh he's like our color man he comes in and says what he wants and drinks too much and makes jokes usually at, at our expense so fun <laughs> times humanity's expense yeah and then i got my wife that just tells us what to do so you know that's how it goes <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anything uh, exciting coming up for Hysteria 51? Yeah, we got, uh, we got a, a meet and greet in December outside of Chicago uh, at a place called Cigars and Stripes. It's actually a horror-themed bar. It's really fun. And uh, we're doing that with a couple other shows, uh, Freak of the Week and Strange Tales Weekly. And they're going to watch uh, the Krampus movie. It's like a Krampus meetup. And then there's this band called Majungus, and they play alien-themed music. And it's actually, they're really good. And they're going to uh, play for us. We're having a concert during that. And then we got some live shows announced for next year. Uh, June 13th, we're in Chicago. And what is it? November. What's the other one, baby? I'm looking at, I'm looking at my wife like she's going to know. Uh, during the Mothman <laughs> Festival in Point Pleasant, Wisconsin, we're doing September. like three in September. We're doing three live shows uh, during Mothman Festival as well. Yeah, I think so. I saw one. Yeah, you're doing something near me since I've recently had to move to Virginia. I think you're doing a show near me, I think. Yeah, that's the Point Pleasant. Yeah. Yep. 
Is yep. it? Okay. I don't know the area very well yet, but, <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I'm definitely going to try to go to that. That's so. awesome. Yeah. So we're doing, I think it's one, but it might be three. Why am I saying that? I don't know. We'll have to look into that one. There might be more than one show. I, You could see how much I know. I just go, yeah, we'll be there <laughs> when they call. <laughs> yeah. So this is the way it goes. But yeah, and uh, Mothman, I've never been to the Monf- Mothman Festival, so it should be fun. <laughs> I didn't even know that that existed at all. Oh so. my gosh. Well, you know. You're, you've been living under a hole in a rock or under a rock and a hole, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. No. Yeah. It sounds fun. <laughs> um, and uh, just so this question is for both of you. Like, what is your history with the Brady Bunch? Like, you know, how'd you get into or did you at all? Lisa, your your yours is the big. Mine's real quick. Uh, I I watched it here and there on like Nick at Night and things like that when there was nothing else on. I enjoyed the parody. The movies were kind of like parodies, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I yeah. think after those, I kind of went back and watched some of the show. But you were the the straight up fan. I kind of was a straight up fan as a child. I don't I don't even know if that went into high school. I feel like it was mostly like grade school, and I would watch it whenever I could. I, I don't. I mean, obviously, it wasn't. You know, they weren't new episodes coming out but uh, i don't know my wife is 71 years old so so. the the, but the funny thing is which now and you've kind of made me think about this tack is that i've never watched them in order you know i don't think i've ever watched them in order it's like if they played them on tv they might have played like two back to back that were you know sequential but i don't know that i've ever seen like front to back um i do remember when the movies came out contrary to to brent's love of the movies i i was kind of like upset with some things in them and i I can't remember right now what but i remember thinking like things weren't accurate enough yeah because i was like that's not how it is you know like this thing that you love as a child that was like a pure and you know whatever thing that that then they were like yeah "Yeah, now they're gonna sleep together i'm like they're not so um i i uh I think I was probably just Meanwhile, just, I'm know. like, bounce, Yeah. <laughs> and now, but now as like an adult adult, this is even like, you know, you know, 20 years after 20 years kind of thing, is like, I think, oh, why weren't they thinking about sleeping together? Because even today we watched the episode and I thought in my head, if this was a new show today where there were two families that came together like that, there where there is no actual bloodlines between you know three boys and three girls and they're all supposed mm-hmm. to be attractive at least the oldest are supposed to be attractive Ugh, you know? man, that kid but they're was supposed ugly. to be attractive like forget what we think <laughs> that the you know but i can't that, i just can't forget what i think I think they'd probably try to sleep with each other i i like to think <laughs> that children have innocence in their heart because they were children they weren't even teenagers yet until later, and they wouldn't be. You you know what? You watched your Brady Bunch on Pornhub, I think, where I got mine. No, I'm saying I didn't think about that. I'm saying that by this, you, that by now. Tag, I got a question. How do I get out of this marriage? Because I don't know, man. I have a divorce attorney. <laughs> we, hey, that's my divorce attorney, Lisa, too. you can come over here to Virginia. You ever been to Virginia? Sweet. Come on over. <laughs> yeah, he's sweet talking to me. He, Go he's on. Like, he's like, tell me about this incest. Hey, wait. Do you have the Brady Bunch all in order? <laughs> well, only whatever streams. No. <laughs> for you, he'll buy the box set, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll put up the money for the box set. That's right, just for you. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, well, the first season, like uh, Greg and Marsha were both. Uh, Greg was fifteen, and Marsha was four. No, Greg was fourteen. Marsha was thirteen in the first season. Yeah, he does. He um, looks young, but he's uh, he's such an awkward looking lad to me you know what i mean maybe maybe i'm crazy but uh she was cute though she was a cute girl at that time yeah once she got a little older and like her later teens yeah she became really pretty so mm-hmm. and then when she grew up the actress came like a a, a druggie and a, and a whore she said 
<laughs> the real actress who played her was on like did all those um, you know reality TV shows, and she was like, "Yeah, I, I did anything for drugs." <laughs> like, Damn! Oh, don't tell me. That. I don't want to hear that. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Oh, jeez. All right. Well, uh, now we're gonna take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to get into this. And I hope you guys are excited because I'm excited. Heck yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it. All right. We'll be uh, back. I'm excited. I hope you are too. <laughs> Is that what I sounded like? No, that was me being stupid. <laughs> okay, good, good. You can't take it. Because sometimes I, I do, sometimes I will listen to playback and I'll be like, God, I sound like no energy at all. No, no, that was me like, being stupid. <laughs> okay, good. Just want to make sure. <laughs> I'm disturbed. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of mysteries, conspiracies, the unusual, and the unexplained. Do we have a laser thermometer to figure out if Admiral Byrd is here? I'm pointing the laser at the wall now. 71.1, Admiral Byrd is here. With John, Brent, and Conspiracy Bot. You're all idiots. Yeah. Join them each week as they clarify conspiracies. I'm a Stuart Swerdlow. I promise I am human and I do human things. <laughs> Explore enigmas. It's all about ley lines and you'd understand that if I could explain it to you. And probe the paranormal. Hysteria 51 is a hilarious expedition into the eccentric. Stop on my joke. I Thank will when you. they're good. Tune in each week and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, the truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Stay woke, meet sex. And we're back. Okay, we have the Brady Bunch season one, episode three, entitled Eeny Meeny Mommy Daddy on the examination table today. Let's probe into this. Huh? See what I did there? <laughs> I see. You're bringing it home. That was just for you. <laughs> he does like probing. It's all for you. I know. <laughs> this is for you, Brent. It's all for you. Anyway. It's all for you, um, Damien. <laughs> Yeah. Facts about the episode. Okay, this first aired on October 10th, 1969. Almost 50 years ago. Pretty much over 50 years ago. Um, written by Sherwood Schwartz and directed by John Rich. And I do have some more little fun facts here. So, there's an actress named Tracy Reed who played Miss Marlowe. Mm -hmm. She was the director, I think, of the play. And the episode was in a movie in 1981 called... All the Marbles. It was about a guy who played played by Peter Falk, who managed an all women's pro wrestling troupe who traveled around and did live shows. I don't know if you're familiar with the whole Glow. Did you ever yeah. watch Glow? Gorgeous ladies of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch the show Glow on Netflix though? I, I haven't watched it. I have. I'm familiar it's with got it. Got Mark but Marin no, I in it and all it. that. Yeah, it's 
It's pretty good. Um, so the actual glow, like from the '80s, was based on that movie. So, oh, really? They based um, it off that movie. I think they got the that's idea awesome. from it. Yeah, no, um, I didn't know that. That's 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 awesome. Um, let's see here. An actor kid who played the elf in the play <laughs> um, was a guy named Brian Forster, who later became Chris Partridge on The Partridge Family. Oh so, wow! Oh yeah, he looked familiar. The little he had little freckles on his face. I thought he looked like a familiar kid, but I just figured <laughs> yeah. I'd seen the episode too many times. Man, talk about some yeah, some crossover there. That's hardcore, right? They, they, they're like the sharks and the jets. They kind of rumble and stuff, man. Partridge family, Brady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you're a Brady, you're Brady all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go the wrong side of the tracks there, Partridge. I guess when you run out of Brady Bunch episodes, you can move over to the Partridge family right. and then do a crossover of your own. <laughs> there it is. All right, so let's begin. So we're going to fade in here. So Carol is watering the plants, and Cindy is wearing the shortest dress ever. Ever. I literally commented in. on that when I watched it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> she comes running in. I got it. I got it. I got it. And Cindy tells her that she got the fairy princess in the school play. And, of course, Mike walks in from work and... He's like, what's going on? And she's like, I I got it. I got, you know, the I hope princess in the I school hope it's play. not and mumps or, or chicken pox. I hope that's not what you got. <laughs> she kept yeah. making that joke over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, so she's like all excited. And so she goes, I guess, up to a room to practice her lines or read the script or whatever. And then she does the next scene is Cindy asleep at her desk and the whole family comes in. That was weird, like right? Sees, yeah, the, like they all were downstairs going, wonder where Cindy is. Family, Let's all go up and check on her. It's time we form a mob and go find your sister. Well, it, I thought it was funny because the, the sister, you know, the, the whole family comes in. Obviously, like one of the sisters went and told mom and dad, like, Cindy fell asleep. Well, she's in her own room. Like, did, what did we like, tell what? her about sleeping? <laughs> like they went and got the entire family for dad to pick her up and put her in her bed two feet away from the desk. And obviously before they did that, they also said, family, go get your bathrobes. Everyone needs to be in a bathrobe. Because anytime they're in that damn house, they're either fully dressed or in bathrobes. Like, you know, like their day yeah. clothes or bathrobes in everyone. Yeah. They're downstairs. Mom, Dad, Cindy fell asleep at her desk. Come look. And then, like, they're like, I don't believe you. Yeah. And then they're like, well, we'll come up and look. And then, you know, Greg's like, where are you going? Like, we're going to go look at Cindy. Yeah, they, they cut like, out the spit take from uh, Alice. She fell asleep. Sleeping. She fell asleep in a pile of cocaine. We've got to go get her. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then as uh, Mike is picking her up to carry her to the bed two feet away, she says the line, Prince Victor, poor Prince Victor. And you can very clearly tell that that line was added in later in post-production because her lips don't move at all. <laughs> in fact, I think it was borrowed from a line later in the scene where she says the exact same line. That's funny. <laughs> so, like, hey, let's just throw that in there. That's fine. Yeah. It'll be cute. There's too much silence from the walk from the desk to the bed. Let's so. make this yep. less weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So the next scene, Carol is cleaning up in the media room, which is what we decided to call that room on the other episodes. Oh. We didn't know what to call it. So the room where the TV's in just off the kitchen. 
Yeah, and, yeah. Media uh, room, I family room, that, living room. You know, uh, she, Cindy's wearing the exact same short dress that she had on the day before. So my wife, when this scene started, <laughs> she blew an ass gasket. Why would she be wearing the same clothes as the day before? Not because maybe it was a, an an editing mistake or anything like that. No, it, it's some slight against God. She's decided. <laughs> well, she is not clothes. alone. If you guys go back and, and listen to episode one and two, mm-hmm. both of my guests commented on clothing and how I, I don't notice clothes at all, apparently. Um, like my the last episode, I had my friend Jimmy Klein on, and he had noticed in one scene the parents were upstairs. And the time they went downstairs to talk to the kids, they completely changed clothes. Well, I mean. After you have sex, you got to change clothes. Yeah. Let's go talk to the kids. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. And then, so I never noticed stuff, I guess. So you're right on par with all the rest of my guests have noticed, like, wardrobe changes or just something weird somebody was wearing. Well, like, well, so. yeah. And when when she would fall asleep, she wasn't in that same dress as she had been in. You know, it's 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 all part. She was in, like, a little pink uh, shirt dress thing. So, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> and then she's in the same clothes again the next time. Like, so, yeah. Someone, what is that, like Key Grip, Best Boy Grip, one of those weird names you don't know what they do. They didn't do their they job. They didn't do their job. <laughs> <laughs> you mean wardrobe? Yeah. <laughs> or continuity? That, right. That's continuity. what it was. <laughs> wardrobe. <laughs> so Cindy comes in saying, poor Victor. And Carol is completely dumbfounded as what she possibly could be talking about. She's like, what are you talking about? Like, who is Victor? And Mike also has a look like, what like he has no clue what's happening what did i get myself into <laughs> <laughs> so barrier they Carol said having donald's will be fun they said <laughs> <laughs> so cindy tells him oh in my play you know and and so carol decides she's gonna run lines with cindy and and as she's like running lines carol like tries to direct her you know it's like well you need to say this better and if you if you're gonna crow like a rooster you need to crow like a rooster which brings me to my first story so (laughs) when i was a kid like in middle school i did a lot of theater and stuff in middle school and high school and every once in a while i get my script and my mom was always like i'll help you run lines and she used to do the same thing to me like i would just say my line she's like that's not how you should say it and she'll obviously overact and it just makes me eye roll every time she did it and i was like mom i'm just trying to learn my lines i'm not trying to act in front of you right i'm not trying to perform for you just learning the lines that's all i'm doing yeah that was really funny (laughs) so Mike says, hey, you know, after Cindy learns how to crow properly, and according to director Carol, uh, Mike says, hey, that was pretty good. Crowed any better than that, and you'd lay an egg. Uh? (laughs) Come on now. Hens lay eggs, dad. (laughs) Daddy. (laughs) Which is, oh, that brings me to, as soon as she says that, Lisa goes, really? We're three episodes in, and they just became married. Would she really be calling daddy already? <laughs> oh, like, this is really? like uh, I think they started episode two. Yeah, <laughs> this is where they started calling her, calling him daddy, new daddy, <laughs> new daddy. Yeah, yeah, he's my. <laughs> I daddy. wanted to meet my new daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, it sounds creepy. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so, Lisa so used my to call guess me new daddy, but play. I made her stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only serious. It was kind of funny because one time my son, he's 12, and he was talking to me one time and he goes, um, 
he said something and he called me daddy in it. And then he kind of paused and I paused <laughs> and I kind of looked at him and he goes, yeah, I'm not going to call you that anymore. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done here. <laughs> I was like, it might be better if we just don't talk the rest of the day. I'm going to go outside and light something on fire. I'll be back, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, Mike asked to be in the play. He said, why can't I be in the play? Why can't I rehearse with you? And, um, and then she's like, oh, stop. And then he's like, you know, I was pretty good in dramatics, you know. I was in college, in college, I did, you know, theater in college or whatever, which is kind of funny because, um, Robert Reed, I don't know if you know this, Lisa, but he, like, he hated being on the show. Mm -hmm. He was not a fan. He did not like it. He was a dramatic actor and he did not want to do some stupid comedy about kids and all this kind of crap. He just hated it and was miserable. In the first season alone, he tried to quit like three times and, um. So it was kind of funny. He was well, I didn't know out that. there That's like, crazy. I'm a dramatic actor. Yeah, he was like, he's like, um, you know, trained in like Shakespeare and stuff like that. And that's what he wanted to do. But Man, I tell you. And then this is what you get remembered for is the, the dad on the Brady Bunch. Yeah, it really sucks. That he would make his fortune <laughs> off of it, right? Right, right. Yeah. I know. He had a rough life. He was, you know, fame and uh, rich. and Yeah. It sucks, <laughs> you know. It was the brakes, I guess. But he didn't like blondes <laughs> in real life, so, you know. Yeah, well, neither do I. <laughs> well, he didn't like girls in real life. Right, yeah, yeah, right. So are women. <laughs> <laughs> right. And he actually had trouble, I've already said this in other episodes, he had trouble with all the romantic scenes with uh, Florence Henderson, and they always had to, like, practice it and just to get it right. Which is funny because they weren't, like, uber romantic. I mean, it was very, Look at her like you don't hate her. PG, you know, like... Look at her oh, like you yeah. don't hate her. I, you lost me. Like, put your hand on her hand. Ugh. Yeah, you're right, though. This <laughs> yeah. is the time of separate beds and everything. Right, right. Mm. <laughs> in the last episode, a uh, friend Jimmy noticed in one scene where they kissed at the end. He goes, did you notice that after they kissed, he like they hugged and he knelt down and wiped his mouth off on her shoulder? Wow. <laughs> I was like, no, I didn't notice That's that. hilarious. Man. Lawrence <laughs> Henderson was pretty hot too. That's that's you know. Oh well, what are you gonna do? Oh well. <laughs> so getting back Henderson. into it. Um, so Cindy lets you know Mike be in the play, mm. and he gets to play the part of Prince Victor. And he's like, "Well, what do I got to do?" And she's like, "Well, Prince Victor is a bullfrog. You have to croak like a frog." And then. I'm sure Robert Reed loved the scene, loved doing it, <laughs> and he had started to ribbit, ribbit, and then bounce through the media room. Good times. <laughs> and he did. Which Literally. I just assumed then they were going to have sex in the kitchen because he, like, chased her and she giggled and stuff. Yeah, well, it was... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. And Carol again, this like, is adult Stop. me saying this, not child me. Child me did not think that. Child me thought, oh, look, he's hopping right. around like a frog. <laughs> yeah. Why is she running away? You're looking at it with new opened eyes. Yeah, it's very different <laughs> as an adult, adult ish. <laughs> with woke eyes, if you will. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so the next scene, Cindy is reading lines up in the girl's bedroom. And Jan is, Jan is getting into Cindy because she's only reading her lines and not acting. So she's like getting on to her. And so she's like, you need to you know, have more feeling and Jen demonstrates and how she needs to be extra dramatic. 
and she like dies and then <laughs> the girls clap even the boys come in from the hallway yeah right. oh, it's just, why wouldn't they yeah it's just bathrobes <laughs> as far as the eye can see uh, how old how flapping old is, away sorry how, how old is cindy supposed to be ish like 10 ish in this no, no, I think she's younger than I think she's like six or yeah, seven. Oh, yeah. Six or well, seven. Well, I was trying to figure out how far apart the girls are. I didn't remember. Yeah, I'm no, not sure I to be honest very with you. young, like, like very, very young. Six or eight. Yeah, right in there. <laughs> so the next scene we got uh, Bobby's in the backyard with the tortoise, and Greg and Peter are playing baseball um, in this infamous backyard with the, was it AstroTurf? Yeah, and they, they decide, I, I love it, uh, they're like, hey, can I play baseball with you? He's like, sure, you can bat, and they go up pitcher, catcher, batter, and they're all about, I don't know, seven feet away from one another. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, they're going to play baseball yeah. in the backyard. I'm like, I was literally waiting for someone to come in and just get smacked in the face with a baseball or something. Uh, didn't happen, <laughs> well, that sadly. happens later, right? Yeah, that's Lisa, football, that's it's later. later. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, if you listen to my theme song, I actually have that in the, my main theme song of the show. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so um, Cindy enters reading her script and uh, Peter says how Cindy's part sounds pretty cool because she has because she gets to hang from wires and fly around the stage. And she's like and Peter's like, that's so awesome. And then Greg's like, so are you going to be scared? And she's like, no. And so Greg and Peter come up with the idea to to hang her from the clothesline. Was that duct tape that they used on her? They used their belts. They whipped their belts off from. Oh, that's right. It was belts. Yeah, yeah. Belts wrapped around them. Yeah. You know, it's just funny because we had well two things when this happened. Number one, I was like, well, that is a strong clothesline because our clothesline. We I lived down the country. We had a clothesline, but I don't know. You put five or six shirts on it, it looked like it was going to like drag to the ground. Number two, yeah. that's the stuff that my parents would have came out and beat my ass for. <laughs> Sorry, if I, I don't know if I can yeah. say beat my butt for. You know, like no, what yeah, are you, you doing? Can say whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. You know, and just like they're, you know, now not the the parent, but Alice when she starts screaming, "Help me, help me!" comes out and she's like, "Oh, ha, ha, ha. oh, we'll get you off of there." Children will be children. <laughs> yeah, we'll go bake some cookies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, that's just what I was getting at next. Uh, sorry. Peter. Okay, so the hangover. We're way too oh, into this. Can, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you can totally take over like a scene. I don't care. <laughs> um, so it cuts to the next scene where the directors are discussing an auditorium and how tickets are only limited because of seating spaces. So kids can only invite one parent to the performance. And then the director or somebody calls the house, which Alice answers. And she explains to Alice about how they can only invite one person and one ticket and that's it. And so she's like, oh no. And cutting back to the backyard now, Greg and Peter leave Cindy hanging up because they realize, oh no, we're late for the baseball game. And they take off and leave her. And that's when it cuts to her screaming for Alice, Alice, and kids will be kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just... And yeah. so the boys, but they're not assholes. They came back and helped her. So They did. Oh, our pants are falling down, and we realized that we forgot about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, of course, Cindy's like, that was fun. Wait until you see me in the fairy princess. And so Alice is all like, oh, boy. 
Better go bake cookies. <laughs> now, we, we've talked about this on the last couple episodes and how Alice is just an employee. <laughs> so she gets way too involved with the family just being an employee. But she's been around for a while, it's implied, right? I mean, wasn't she... Well, for She was with Mike, them. yeah. Well, I know for half of them, but still, like... I don't know. I I I I get what, I get what you're saying, but I also think sometimes people do get involved in that and think about like the nannies and stuff who are like more involved with the kids than their parents are. Although Carol's a stay-at-home mom, isn't she? Well, that's what was weird about yeah. this whole thing. <laughs> why they had her in the first place? Cuz usually when they do that's... that, so Mike was always working at home and stuff like that, right? He worked from home. Did he? Well, he, he just architect. brought work home to he brought work home. That he had to work on. If I had six kids and a nagging wife, I'd bring my work home, too. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Alice, go make me a meatloaf. I I need to get away from this. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So the next scene cuts to Alice telling Cindy that she can only invite one person to play. And Cindy can't decide. She's like, oh, no, what am I going to do? So Alice decides she can make the decision based on pure luck. With how else would you possibly do that? Could be a penny, could be flipping a coin, could be whatever. She decides pin the tail on the donkey is the way to go. Because that's where I always think about making decisions. (laughs) That's probably what Brent was doing, deciding to ask you to marry him. That's right. That's true. It was me or whoever the other ones were. I got got stuck with the thumbtack, so you know how that goes. (laughs) <laughs> I also like really literally though she decides to play pin the tail of the donkey she puts mom on one side of the thing uh, dad on the other and they're like over a foot apart and roughly about eight inches above where the little girl can reach <laughs> it was way up too, in the sky it's way too high yeah and so when she <laughs> points on neither of them which is I don't know a 99.99999% chance that she was never going to hit either of them she's like huh well that didn't work out uh, I'm stumped now. Don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, so she pins the mom and dad index cards on a world map, and they decide that Brazil gets to go. Yeah, because <laughs> that's you're where she take pinned the tail. Brazil. <laughs> and then Cindy's like, "Well, fuck me, right?" So she just leaves. <laughs> Which was weird because her run, her her actual line was, "Fuck me, running, Alice." <laughs> <laughs> You'll have that. <laughs> it's very progressive for its time, the show. <laughs> yeah. So the next scene is the boys in their room making a fairy wand with glue and glitter. And and Bobby asks, is this a real magic wand? And Greg and Peter are like, uh, sure it is. Go ahead and try, try something. <laughs> and then he's like... Well, I'm going to be, what is he, like an astronaut on the moon, which I thought was... He also refers to himself as Robert Brady at that moment, which was a little (laughs) weird, I thought, because nobody calls him that. Robert Brady. I know, but (laughs) later in in later episodes, he has to use Robert when he goes to court for something. But I figured, like, the wand people, the magic wand people, like, if you don't give them your correct legal name, they may get confused. (laughs) Yeah, it's like magic wands and the devil. You got to go down to the letter to make sure you're getting what you want. (laughs) Robert Brady, this exact me, Robert Brady. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which I thought that was a poor uh, idea for a a wish because he had like no protection from like space. Um, (laughs) What if they would have just done it? I'm an astronaut on the moon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
This is where you really got hung up on this, right? Where you were like, you can't let this go just because of your background tech. Disbelief, right? You're like, forget it. No, I'm out. I can never watch the Brady Bunch again. (laughs) (laughs) So the girls bring in their homemade wings because they want to find out who made theirs better. And they wanted the boys to decide, which clearly I thought Jan's freaking rocked. Oh, man. I don't know. Yeah. Jan's were the best. I said the same thing. And Lisa disagreed wholeheartedly and told me that Marsha's were the winners. Uh, well, so we're now you know what I deal with so. on a daily basis. I also, I just don't <laughs> understand why they both were, I mean, this was a waste of time and resources to make what? two to make two sets of wings. Why would you do that? <laughs> <I know. laughs> they, they, those looked like really good, too. I was very yeah. impressed with them. Like, yeah. who, who does that? Who's like, oh, I cannot wait to make my sister You're wings. You do them, too. You wouldn't like to have two separate sets of wings. I know, I'm not talking about day. Cindy's perspective. Well, what, maybe so Jan's going to keep the ones she and made. And then Cindy doesn't even know that they're all making her costume. And why didn't the school make her costume? Well, the school right. can't even the afford family seats for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, the whole family. Like later, it shows like when Carol's like making, making the, her dress, yeah. And Cindy's like, "What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. Like, and she's like, "Well, I'm making your costume." <laughs> yeah, and Mike was chewing her food for her. It was weird. It was a weird episode. <laughs> Everyone chips in. <laughs> oh god! So, so the uh, what are the boys come in or no? Where are we at here? Yeah. The, oh, yeah. The, all the all the girls and the boys are in the boys' bedroom. So Cindy's walking by in the hallway, and she overhears them say things like, "Cindy looks like a fairy princess, even without without the wings." And you know, I can't wait to like cheer her on and all this stuff. And Colby Robert, uh, I bet mom and dad, <laughs> I bet mom and dad are gonna be real proud of her. And so Cindy's like, "Well." Fuck me running yeah. right now. The only way one of us doesn't go is if she doesn't love us. Well, you know, Cindy. Is what she's hearing in her mind. Well, Cindy, this is yeah. called eavesdropping. And later on in an episode, in a couple years, we're going to talk about how eavesdropping is bad. Yeah, don't tattle. <laughs> right. I think exactly. there really is one about that. Yeah, it's like, yeah. should you tattle or should you not? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, so that brings us to our next break. So let's take a break, and when we come back, we're going to see what Cindy is going to do to get out of this one. Okay? I know you guys are on the edge of your seats, but don't worry. Yeah, if you're not not on the edge of your seat, you're taking up too much space. (laughs) Tune in for more Brady. (laughs) With their favorite son, Robert. (laughs) We'll be back. I know, I know, you're listening to so many podcasts already. There's no way you can add another one. Least of all, what about politics? Well, I'm Doug Payton, and I'd like you to consider this. What if there was a show that dealt with politics but didn't yell at you? What if a little humor here and there made it enjoyable to listen to? And what if each episode was just 10 minutes or less? Well, I'm happy to report that indeed something like that does exist. The Consider This Podcast is a political commentary podcast where I give you my take on the events of the day. I come from a conservative viewpoint, but I also want your voice heard whether you're with me, against me, 
or out in Centerfield. Come on down to ctpodcasting.com and click on Consider This. From there, you can listen to the episodes on the webpage, or even better, subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Blueberry, or whatever podcast player you use. Let me hear what you think so that we can all consider this. If you haven't checked out a very Brady podcast online merch store, you gotta do it. With the holidays coming up, where else can you go? You can pick up a Very Brady Podcast coffee mug for Aunt Sally or a Very Brady Podcast phone case for Uncle Bob. The merch store has t-shirts, coffee mugs, magnets, stickers, and so much more. There are several different designs and t-shirt colors to choose from. Maybe you want to get a Very Brady Podcast pillow for Grandma. Go online to a Very Brady Podcast store on tpublic.com today. The link is in the show notes of this episode. Go check it out, and as always, have a sunshine day. Let's listen uh, and see how Cindy will get out of this pickle. So, here we go. Where are we on the scene here? This is the scene I was just mentioning earlier before I went to break. Carol is making the costume and looking at fabrics. And Cindy comes walking in and asks, what are you doing? Like, has no idea what she's doing. Right, that's weird, uh, right? I'm doing what I literally just measured you for 15 minutes ago because I'm sewing something. (laughs) Common crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And so Cindy asks her mom, she says, what's the best way to decide between two things? And Carol says, well, you need to listen to the little voice inside you. And Cindy says that the play probably won't be that good. And she doesn't have, and Carol, her mom doesn't have to go if she doesn't want to. Which does really strike me as a way a child would try to like handle a situation like this. Actually, it's I actually think it's it's pretty intelligent for for a young child to lie to her mother. No, she's (laughs) (laughs) yes, but it the way that she goes about it is like Cindy. Who told you to lie to me like this, Robert? (laughs) 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 But you think she'd just be like, you know, I don't know. I think she. well, I think if this was a real world, the the hired employee would have said, "Hey, I got this. Hey, we're, we're not there call yet. from your. I know, I'm not there yet. I've got a whole thing on that. All right. Well, then, yeah, this is the way a child. <laughs> you have might the handle. floor, Lisa. Go. <laughs> well, of, since he brought it up, like later <laughs> after you know, Cindy goes to both the parents and she she does that thing. I'm totally stealing all your stuff here. I know, but um, you know, they're talking. Mike and Carol are talking about it, and Alice overhears and says like. Oh yeah, I, I I just can't hold it in anymore. I've got to tell you guys this, and I'm like, you 
you weren't going to tell them until you heard them not figuring it out. Exactly. Because she told. Yeah, like, I have she, notes about that too. Yeah, and I'm like, you're like, and again, not like kind of what you said, like not being rude, but like you are their employee. You took a phone call from another adult at a at your child's <laughs> school about something. You told the child, right? okay, fine, but then you know it wasn't any reason she couldn't tell the child necessarily, but then she was not going to tell the parents. Right. They want <laughs> I Cindy to work too, this yeah. out on well, her right. own. No, she that's took fine, but like what from like, the school. That's yeah. not Alice's choice. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's not. She's it's, an employee. It's not Alice's choice. Right. And if you watch Fired. uh the second episode, the episode before this one, there's uh which is entitled Dear Libby, or if you listen to the last episode of the podcast, we, we deal we go into this whole thing about her employee role and she totally like like she has information that each of the parents need because they're confused about something. And Alice was the literally the only one that knew the correct information and never once set them straight because until like the very end. Alice is like and this we're like, chaotic evil being that is just manipulating this family. <laughs> she's like, she's the puppet Alice master. Alice should have been like the grandma, you know, like like Alice, why don't you tell us <laughs> I forgot? You know, that is something crazy, and then it would make a little more sense. I chose to allow you and your daughter to not understand what was fully going on so you could try to grasp the situation on your own. Literally, she's like, I was going to let her try to figure this out on her own, but you seem to be floundering, so I'll throw you a lifeline. Sorry, we're getting ahead of ourselves. You know, Cindy's talking to the mom, though, you know, and says, you won't like it anyway. Oh, sure, baby, I will. I'll like anything you're in, is kind of how that goes. <laughs> right. <laughs> nice wrap up. Yeah. So let me go to the next scene where Mike is in the den. You know, he's the man of the house. He's doing work. Once again, he's being interrupted by somebody else in the house. He's the man. Like, he's the moneymaker. You know, Lisa, this is not me being like an anti-feminist thing. This is me doing like from the time. The like, he's no, the man. He it. works. Okay, good. Just make it because I know you hadn't listened to the other two episodes, but we totally go into this whole thing and how Mike puts his foot down sometimes because he's the man of the house. Um, so Mike's in there trying time. to do work, and Cindy tries to convince you know Mike that it's just a dumb old play, and you don't have to come either. And does the same thing to her or to him, and then Mike's like, "What? I'm totally gonna be there." And she's like, "Well, fucking you, right, Alice." Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> Once again. Oh, that's right. Uh, so, the mom said wild horses couldn't drag me away from that. I remember right. that because that actually comes back in later. And then he says, you know, <laughs> similar, like, no, nothing could keep me away. Yeah. <laughs> so it kept the next scene where Marsha is messing with her nose in front of the mirror <laughs> because she Just, wants to see what her nose would look like if she, her face would look like if she had Faye Dunaway's nose. Yeah. Which was an interesting choice. They're already like making her out to be the, I don't want to say conceited, but the uh, vain. There's a lot of vain. vain. Well, yeah. they, they the next scene kind of ties into that too, and and with Greg, they both have. Oh yeah, the vanity. A little bit yeah. of vanity going on with the older. Kids. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Cindy comes walking in. She's like, calls her out on her shit. She's like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> she's like, nothing. Yeah, she goes and nothing. So, well, seeing what I'd look like with Faye Dunaway's nose. And Cindy's like, oh, that's normal because you're fucking weird. <laughs> and just goes on about her business. Well, she probably is weird to her. I mean, if you're a little girl and your sister's a teenager, like your sister's doing weird stuff. Yeah. You don't understand, you know? Yeah. Doing like, weird stuff like your, your older brother. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> Step brother. Um, so... So she asks, she basically tells Marsha, she's like, look, I can only invite one. Um, so who should I ask? And Marsha says, well, you need to ask dad, daddy. <laughs> Mom will understand. Yeah. And she says, because he's that's new weird. daddy. You need to invite new daddy because otherwise yeah. it'll mess with his Adjustment. adjustments. Adjustments. Yes. That is such a thing. Yeah. It, that's so funny. Yeah. She'll mess with his adjustment. <laughs> <laughs> So she's like, okay. So she leaves the room. Next scene, Greg is working out. That's him doing his f- Faye Dunaway nose, You're too. Right. And we'll see what I'd look like with Faye Dunaway's biceps. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't yeah. say that, but you, you could tell he was thinking it. <laughs> so Cindy tells Greg that uh, she only has one ticket once again. And he tells her that Marcia says that I should invite Daddy. Otherwise, it'll mess with his adjustment. And Greg's like, fuck no, you need to ask mom. And why is the reason? Why? Because women cry. Yep. Women are too emotional. <laughs> We're too emotional. And if she makes mom cry, dad's going to get mad. Yep. You want to get spanked? Because that's how you get spanked. Now go out and get out of my room and knock next time. She's like, uh, the door was open, you freak. <laughs> Literally. He's like, knock when you come in here. And she's like, the door was open. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the next scene, Mike enters the kitchen to talk to Carol. Carol is making, I don't know, drop cookies of some kind. I have no idea. It looked really sloppy, whatever cook she was trying to make. They were like running. Because Alice should be doing it. Oh. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) There was a scene in in the last episode where the whole family's in like the big living room, like the main living, the giant living room. Mm -hmm. And they're all like watching some cowboy show or something. And and, uh, Alice was in there too, like with Cindy on her lap and then. You know, it's just like expected Mike to come in from the kitchen and go, huh, did you leave all those dishes like in the sink, <laughs> Carol? And she'd be like, I didn't do it. Quick question, huh. Alice, and uh, stop one. me if you've heard this before, but am I fucking paying you to sit there? <laughs> <laughs> right. Last time I checked, this was the family room. Yeah. Hmm. I think your employee room is around the corner, yeah. just off the kitchen. <laughs> go ahead and check the sink on your way by. You get three smoke breaks a day. We talked about this. <laughs> right so anyway uh mike says that cindy had some quote strange dialogue with him earlier and carol said the same she did with me too she keeps and this is the part we were talking about robert <laughs> <laughs> and sorry going on and on about <laughs> greg's muscles and marsh's nose yeah it's the <laughs> So this is the part we were talking about. Alice is like, "Hey, I know why." <laughs> and how long have you known employee? Like, right. I've known for days. And it wasn't just that she <laughs> said, "I know why." She was like, "Oh man, I, I, I I've been meaning to." T- or what did she say? Like, not I've been meaning to tell you. She implied that she. I wasn't going to tell you. No, but- she implied she was going to tell them because that's why I said like she implied she was she was just about to tell them. But I was like, no, she wasn't. She was. She's only telling them <laughs> because now they're kind of like not arguing about it, but like they're like dumbfounded. Like she was never going to tell them, and she made it sound like, "Oh, I had. I've been." I've, I've been dying to tell you this. Like I want, I had to tell you guys this. No, you didn't. You didn't want to. You weren't going to. <laughs> it was just kind of like a weird, like, oops, that right. that's not right. 
Yeah, I probably should say something now. By the way, the school called about one of your children. Right. Maybe until they show up, you know. (laughs) (laughs) This was days ago. Right. Um, So Alice tells the parents about how they're only allowed one ticket, which finally explains why one of their children is having such a hard time lately. And then, you know, Alice had the information the whole time, didn't care to share, and then says that she feels like a fink. That's what it was, because she promised she wouldn't tell. That's what right. Alice said. She wouldn't tell something that the school called about their 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 small child <laughs> and she promised she wouldn't tell. Like Which is also a weird thing you would think. She they, was the youngest one in curls. Right. Well this right. is the youngest one. But in this is curls. like foreshadowing for I mean, this happens again. This is like a repeat thing where she holds secrets for the kids. Um but, <laughs> but like that's bad. Like right. that, like she's an adult who's She's is part of the hiring. I'm assuming is to care for the children in some respects. So their you know overall safety and well being should be first and foremost. I realize like the world wasn't going to end. Cindy wasn't going to die from only being able to get one ticket. But it, it seems like it was something the parents should know about. And if you are in Alice's position, you should be telling the parents and not keeping secrets because a, a, a eight year old child said, "Don't tell my mom and dad." Uh, okay, <laughs> yeah. but the, but the rabbit's dead, and you killed it. So I think maybe I should tell them. Please don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> like it's weird, right? right? Yeah, yeah, it's very weird. Oh, can I can I step back? I forgot about something I wanted to ask you about. Do they have a yeah. dog yet? Because they have a dog later, but they have a dog house in the yard. I don't think yeah, they have a dog like, yet. They, they have a dog house, but they don't okay, have a dog so, yet. Yeah. So if you listen to the first two episodes of this podcast, you would hear all about that. The dog tiger was in the pilot. He was in the first episode. Um, and they also had a cat fluffy also in the first episode, but fluffy never comes back again because well, why? Because the cat was the girls and the dog was the boys. And well, daddy Mike uh, put his foot down. <laughs> Wow. I'm just guessing because yep. we never see the cat again, mm-hmm. ever again. Well, he, and uh, it caused a problem at the ridge. But that does happen with pilots. Like, where even like main characters are in a pilot. Yeah. And either they're gone or they switch out a character. They things, switch out a, you know. Happy Days. Yeah. Family Matters. They all just lost characters well, right, later in the through. Run. But yeah. I was yeah. just saying, in regards to like the pilot episodes, like, there's a lot of times, especially like the main, the main actors or actresses are. Not the same person by even the second episode. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so. yeah. Or make Griffin yeah, for gets sure. a new voice. You know, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, I think the dog comes back. He wasn't the first episode. He wasn't in the second or this one. But I think he. I know he comes back because he has a couple of storylines that happen. But later, later. Yeah. Um, fun fact: the dog Tiger actually did pass away. But I said this in the last episode. Um, but they kept the doghouse in the backyard for the rest of the series. And the main reason of that was because I guess on set, one of the lights in the ceiling had fallen and hit the ground and actually burned the AstroTurf grass. So they just moved the doghouse on top of that hole That's hilarious. and just kept it there. That's, <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, uh, the dog yeah. dying, not the other part. No. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, it's like Buck Bundy or uh, the dog. He was getting older, so yeah, they Buck. they actually retired him, but pretended he died. But that but it was hilarious in the show. He died and got reincarnated. 
sent back to Earth, and then the Bundys bought the new dog. He's like, no, no, and it was the same voice actor who did the the mind of, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. similar but different. <laughs> Why, uh, God, why? What a fun show. <laughs> okay, so moving on. So the next scene is Cindy is pulling the petals off a flower like a sick sociopath and saying, eeny, meeny, mommy, daddy. Eeny, meeny, mommy, daddy. Which doesn't make any sense because she ended on eeny. Yeah. Which that's I was like, not and then she going. like just gave up on life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right, though. She's right. Like, like she's like, eeny, meeny, mommy, daddy, eeny, meeny. That's it. Well, that didn't get me anywhere. Also, I feel like when I had to choose between you and that other guy, I just went Brent, other guy, Brent, other guy, Brent, other guy, Brent. God Brent. damn it. Yeah. Brent, other guy. At least she used your name. My Nemo. Right. Brent, other guy, my or Right. Meaning, it seems you know? like a lot of wasted Daisy, Daisy. To, to, what? 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 Petals. Petals. Daisy Petals. Petals. I need coffee. <laughs> Do you want to try that joke again? I can edit it to make it funny. <laughs> I don't think it's going to work You're going to have her. to edit me out completely. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right. So it cuts to the kids are in the auditorium and they're rehearsing for the play. Um, Cindy comes walking in uh, and acts like she has a twisted ankle, limping in the weirdest limp I've ever seen ever. It's like, I think she was sick. The day they taught limping in acting uh, class, I don't know, but it was the weirdest in a limp skirt that he doesn't even cover her bloomers in this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so she tells the teacher, um, "I can't be in the play because I twisted my ankle playing tag with my brothers, and uh, so I can't get it. So you have to get somebody else." And so the teacher calls her out on her bullshit because she switched ankles as she was walking away, and then. She's like, bitch, they I both just, hurt. Leave me alone. She's kind of a scheming have you little child. Your like, she knows more? to like how to manipulate and lie or try to. You know, I mean she's not doing it very well, but I'd be worried about her if she got older. Yeah. Yeah, and that brings up another point too. Like, so this little child, like she does not care that her whole family is working hard on her costumes, running lines with her, teaching her how to act, and she's just going to like, nah, I'm just not going to do it anymore. I'm good. Yep. Yep. Because, you know, who wants to have to make a decision? You know, so just, <laughs> just piss it all away. You're all, I mean, we got we got employees that don't do shit, so <laughs> I got why, why do I care? Why do I care? <laughs> So the next scene has Mike and Carol are sitting in the living room once again and reading. Because I know, do you guys ever sit in the living room and just one reads and the other one does cross stitch? Because no. that's what they no. do. We'll go to bed sometimes to read, or she'll read, and and I'll be you know playing on my phone. I don't know. I think we maybe we do the modern version of that. I, I mean, I playing on our phones. Well, or like I'll sit with a book sometimes on the couch, and you'll sit with your phone. Yeah. But yeah, we don't just like, and now it's reading Right, hour. yeah, right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So Mike asks if they should say something to Cindy. Are you, they haven't said anything to Cindy at this point. And this is actually like How a day later or something. Like, well, she's been really upset for a couple of days She's now. not eating. <laughs> yeah. She's not eating. That's what they yeah. said. She went straight to her room. Right. Like they mentioned that. Like it's been like, I'm guessing a good 24 hours since they had the information. And yet right. they're holding on to it. Well, it's weird because 
the the dad's like, you know, she was acting strange at dinner. Have you heard anything? And the mom's like, well, Robert said she's off. And the dad's like, who the hell is Robert? <laughs> Robert? Who's this Robert character? <laughs> Who's this Gary character? Who's this Gary character? <laughs> <laughs> you said you were combing your hair. <laughs> I was. I, I was. I was. I was gonna toss it off. <laughs> Lee says no idea. This what is we're weird about. science, right? Yes. Oh, yes. You have never looked more That's attractive your namesake. to me in my life. <laughs> That's because my shirt's off. <laughs> he doesn't even have his license, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't even have my learner's permit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, John, give me the keys. Yeah. Oh, my hut's halfway up my ass. Other than that, I'm poisoned. <laughs> oh, what a great movie. <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall, he was just on recently on an episode of The Goldbergs. Oh, really? I'm behind. I I, we love that show, show, but we, we canceled our, our cables, so uh, I wait until they come out to be able to stream them. So, yeah. Hulu. I love I that just, show. I don't have cable either. Just I just stream it, so it's on Hulu. So the new step, nice. new seasons on Hulu, nice. and they do a uh, vacation parody. You know, because I saw, I was saw the commercials on on Facebook. Actually, they were doing for that, so I love it. Hell yeah, yeah. He just plays like this. He, you just remember in the original movie how they they run to the gate and they're like, "Sorry, it's closed." There's that security yeah. guy. Well, it happens in the episode too, but the security guy is Anthony Michael Hall, which took me a minute. I was like, I know that guy. Who is that? Well, I was like, that, holy shit. The other guy from Weird Science, he played a teacher on there one time. Uh, Did he? Yeah, he was a teacher in, uh, I don't know, it's probably been a couple seasons ago, but yeah, he played a teacher. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I have to go back and take two. a look. Two for two. Nice. Okay, so the phone rings. And it's the director calling, and she tells Carol the sprained ankle, about the whole sprained ankle, and uh, how she dropped from the play. And then, you know, I don't know why she would be calling to tell her that. It's like, is that what she was, because we don't really know what the teacher was telling her, but I just assume, like, why would she call and say, hey, you know, your daughter sprained yeah, her ankle. I think it was because and when she's walking away, the teacher does that. They zoom in on her, and she's like, Hmm. Yeah, like no, she I, knew felt she was like, lying. I felt like she knew she was faking it, so she she called to tell the parents. I got from the conversation with, that Carol was like, yeah, I know Hi, she didn't. Mrs. Brady? Yeah, I, I know. I just want to let you know that your daughter's a liar, and uh, <laughs> that's where we're at with that. So if you could punish her, that'd be great. <laughs> She's probably picking this up from your employee, because I hear... <laughs> yeah. I've called and, and told, uh, is it Alice? Numerous times. <laughs> Uh, we're very worried Numerous about your daughter. And also, I called about um, Robert Brady, who wasn't doing good in math. Yeah, he's been wearing black Did lipstick and message? enchanting. I'm sorry, but we don't know who the hell that is. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, after they get off the phone, they discuss, and Mike's like, well, I'm going to figure this shit out. I got an idea. I'm going to lie to so her, So, Mike too. goes upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got to fire, fire with fire. <laughs> That's so you solve problems around here. So Mike goes upstairs into Cindy's room where Cindy is talking to her doll. And any points, Lisa, if you remember the name of the doll. Oh, gosh. No, but I, I feel like I should. Oh, geez. I thought you were a fan. I'm I sorry. know, but it's been a really long time. And, and I, I, I can barely remember my dog's names. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, what's funny is that I couldn't remember either until I saw the doll in this episode. I was like, holy shit, that's Kitty Carryall, I think oh, was her name. Oh, right, because there's a whole episode about that doll. Yeah, yeah. a whole episode about yeah. the doll. Yep. It's a, it's so Mike comes in. What? No, nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So Mike comes in and tells her that, you know what? Would you be really upset if I just couldn't make it to your play? Because I... He didn't say, I do have a meeting out of town. He just says, what if I was to say, you know, he kind of does that whole like loophole of lying to your children. So like, I have a business meeting out of town. Would you be mad if I couldn't go? And Cindy is ecstatic about the news and just runs off. She's like, I got to call the director. (laughs) Before he tells that other broad that I'm going to not going to be in the show. Which I feel like she probably would already have told this other child that, hey, you're the star of the play now because well, especially it's been since like they were hours. at like dress rehearsal when she told yeah, them. Yeah, they were at dress rehearsal. Yeah. <laughs> so they'd be like, oh, I'll figure it out tomorrow. I wouldn't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> so uh, the camera zooms in and Mike has this face like, hey, I got an idea. Hmm. He's got a great dad idea. So the next scene is the kids performing the play wonderfully well. Yeah. Mr. Partridge uh, himself, as you told us. Forgets the line, the fairy princess. <laughs> the, fairy, the fairy or the fairy After princess. he just asked everybody, right. have you seen the fairy princess? Have you seen the fairy princess? Where could the, I can't find the. Mm. Um, <laughs> and this is the princess. part where it cuts to the side, just off stage where the teacher's like, um, that's your cue, Cindy. Like she had no clue that was her cue. Like, where the literally the kids on stage asking where she is. Right. <laughs> Cindy, where are you? And remember, I'm in my dark place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sleep with the partridge boy. <laughs> remember, this is the performance that got him the partridge family. Wow. Just so you know. Wow. I mean, he played dumb kid really well. Yeah. <laughs> so, Cindy comes walking out on the stage and she gets this applause from the audience um and then you're like what the hell but then then it cuts to showing the parents both parents in the audience and as a viewer you're like what i thought and he said he had an out-of-town meeting (laughs) you know you're confused and then um and then it cuts to like the two teachers talking backstage (laughs) What they say, I'm so glad that Cindy's father explained the very special problem, <laughs> which allows us to bend the rules. Yeah. Well, here's the problem, and this is what Lisa like flipped out about. Yeah, I was just. She's like, "Well, they're going to bend the rules for this one family. Where's everyone else that yeah. couldn't come see their children?" Because in- thank you, that's what like, I. Why have don't they too. just do two nights of performances, and it's you a, only get one ticket per night? It's a giant auditorium, and it's only. <laughs> right. The, the the only the Brady family. Yeah, and the, the thing whole about it Brady is family. too. Alice too. Alice is there. The Brady family, and they're all sitting like behind one another. And nobody's in the front row. Yeah, so they can't even like some of them have obstructed view, even <laughs> though they're the only people there. <laughs> this family. And what's funny too, what's funny too is that they're performing, which I'm assuming in the evening. So which means the parents had to take their children to the school. To do this one performance for the family. They're not there. And their employee. Like, they can be, look, they even have their employee watching the play. And I can't have my husband go. Now, if you go back to that scene, you look, the only child that has a good view that can see, (laughs) Robert, 
He's the only one off to the side. He's like, I'm not missing this. I'm going to see everything. I feel like this just <laughs> proves that um, the Brady's are, um, they're um, conniving. They're all, they're teaching their children lying is okay. They keep secrets all, from each it's other. It's only lying is okay if and, it gets you out of doing things you don't want to do and or helps you. They feel superior to the other families in their community. Well, they have yeah. a live-in indentured servant. Well, no. I mean, she gets paid, and, and they don't... Yeah, with that sweet Sam action she gets on the side. Let's use the butcher. And the bowler for his fingers. You know what I mean. Oh, God. This is a PG show. Is it? I mean, no, it's not. No, it's okay, not. Okay, well, then they're totally explicit. doing it. <laughs> it's not, totally. Even the logo has a little parental advisory thing at the bottom. Yeah, so it's funny. So. Yeah, yeah. the end of the show, you're just you're you're left with a thought of, well, nothing really got solved. Other than they just cater to this one family, but do, isn't it more like <laughs> so? Point. Like I always like in uh, obviously different now that I've seen this episode that's kind of ruining my life. But that I no. always felt like everybody kind of like you know. There's always just that joke. People say like, oh, it's not like we're the Brady Bunch family. Like everything's wholesome and perfect and everything works out. But like this was all about like keeping secrets and lying and then. Like bending the rules because oh, and magical space exploration. <laughs> magical. That was space. a little part of it. <laughs> oh well, then it was fine. Never mind. I take back everything I just said. Totally fine. And <laughs> and like vanity. Like this was not like all. Like I mean, it was wholesome. I know it was presented wholesome, but and and, and maybe you know. I don't know, but like it was just like a lot of bad messages. I thought like at the end we'd have a talk with Cindy. Like, well, Cindy, I mean, this all worked out, but like next time, honey, you need to talk to us. We need to have a family discussion about this, like something like that. Well, I mean, we do have the very last scene here, which is nothing like that in any way. <laughs> so, let me get through this last scene. Mike and Carol are tucking Cindy into bed. Cindy says, "Ooh, maybe I can do more plays and get a starring role." And she's like, but what if I have to pick from one of the parents again? What the hell am I going to do? Yeah, she literally and asked just, them They just kind of laugh at her. <laughs> they laugh Good and night, walk Cindy. away. She asks them, what do I do if this ever happens again? <laughs> Stupid <laughs> and child. walk out of the room. You need a magic eight You know the school makes special rules for us you and our employees. You know that. bastard. Alice, take care of this. <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny. Uh, it's so uh, funny. How that's the end of the episode. It's such a wholesome show, but when you start looking at it, you know, and breaking it down, there are some weird choices, parenting choices and things that go on, you know, that probably aren't the healthiest, but it, I hate to be this guy. It was a different time. I mean, it, well, it, it was a different <laughs> yeah, time, it and it was even, yeah. I mean, it, it was a different time, but there, the... It's kind of like you said with like them having Mike Mike puts his foot down because they were catering to an audience that was still still supposed to believe that that's how it should be in a household. So this is supposed to be a show where the people that are watching it at the time that it was new are saying, oh, this is just like our life or, you know, like a leave it to beaver kind of thing. Like, oh, this is how our life should be, you know? Yeah. Right. There was a lot going on at this time. Yeah, I think this is during Vietnam. This is during a lot of like crazy shit was going on in the world and we just needed something wholesome on television which is what sherwood schwartz was going for he was shooting for that wholesome family show yeah, yeah. full of liars and <laughs> and um, yeah. falling lights and burning horrible employees mm -hmm. yeah to the moon robert <laughs> <laughs> 
Alice, whatever. You know, but this one was Robert. <laughs> to the moon. Well, anyway, I, I think I, I need to watch more because I feel like. So literally, when, uh, like a week ago or so when I was telling her I was going to do this, she's like, we're going to get them all and we're going to watch the series. I'm like, that's so cute that you think, oh, God, I'm probably going to have to be forced to do that now. So. <laughs> well, as soon as we're done watching Friends, we need a new series. Yeah, we started watching Friends. Uh, oh my god, I'm a Friends end. addict. And what are we in? Mm-hmm. Season seven or eight? I think we're in toward the end of season seven, and there's ten seasons. Um, but each season is like twenty five episodes. Yeah, they are, they're long. They're long. Yeah, that's back when seasons were seasons. Yeah, right, <laughs> Pre, right. Pre writer strike, you know. So it's funny how things <laughs> yeah. change. It's talking about things change. We're looking at this episode with. You know, 21st century eyes, so to speak. This came out, like you said in the beginning of the episode, 50 years ago. It's not the same world. It's definitely not the same. Well, then it's funny because as I'm thinking that, like, it came out, it was the late 60s. -hmm. I probably wasn't watching it till the, like, mid 80s in reality. Yeah. And now I'm watching it again. You know, I mean, it's just kind of a funny, like, timeline of, like, it was already really old, you know fairly old when I was watching it for the first time, but it didn't seem as irrelevant, but probably partially because of my age, you know, at the time too. Yeah. Maybe. And here's what sucks too. I don't know if you noticed this, but it streams on CBS All Access, Amazon and Hulu, but they don't have every episode. Yeah, I heard you say that, that you can't get like, you can't, you have to hunt around to try to like piecemeal it together. Lisa brought this up in yeah. the intro. She goes, who the hell singing this intro yeah, the music? intro was like off, you know. <clears throat> well, they went through different singers and stuff like that. And then in turn, eventually became the kids singing yeah, it. Yeah, it was just the um, one that, like, it's funny, the first season, I was just not used to it. You know what I mean? Because yeah, it's yeah. like Growing Pains. Growing Pains, like, every damn season, they were changing the song. Family Ties, too. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, that brings the end here. So, Brent, where can people find you and listen to your show? Yeah, don't forget Hysteria 51. We, we release new episodes every Monday. And you can find us uh, anywhere you get your, your, your shows, including Pandora, Stitcher. Uh, if you forget anything or you're looking for any of our links, you can go to Hysteria51.com. That's where we have all of our episodes, links to our live shows that we're going to have, and we're going to be adding more of those. And uh, very simple, Hysteria51.com. And if you want to talk about any of the episodes, we're on Facebook. We have our own uh, discussion group on there, Hysteria Nation. And it's fun. It's very active. And I'm on there Mm -hmm. all the time saying crap that doesn't matter and making fun of Robert (laughs) Brady because that's my new new pastime. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on there all the time, too. Yes. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I fortunately cannot be found. Yeah, well, unfortunately, unfortunately you can't. Producer Lisa. <laughs> don't you, producer Lisa? Don't you have your own page or something? I do. I do have my own page. Um, I uh, I do pull producer duty, and um, you know I'm just the the pretty face that they need to the the tie that binds <laughs> the, the yeah, glue that keeps us all together. Yeah, yep. you're you're the clickbait, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the clickbait. We should totally do that. She's the pretty one. <laughs> It doesn't take much. I'm I don't know brain, if you've seen these guys, but it I'm the brain. Yeah. She's the muscle. You know how it works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess we're ready to wrap up. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank Good. you so Anything much else? for having us. So it was a lot of fun. And I was so happy that 
Lisa was like, I have to be on this. I want to talk about this. And then, you know, she... Oh, I'm going to have Lisa back. Yeah, yeah I might sure. um, I might be stalking you, if not, because uh, I've got, got a, a lot show to, to say. Listen to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize, but I have a lot to say about uh, the Brady Brady world. I need to find the first two episodes, though, and then I also obviously need to listen to your podcast. Yep. For sure, yeah. It's on iTunes or wherever it is you listen to podcasts. So let me do the close here. So that's all the time we have for today. I want to thank my guests, Brent and Lisa Hamm, for stopping by. Thank you, guys. Thank you I appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it's a blast. Thanks. And come back here for new episodes every week. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. It helps the show out tremendously. And I actually have my very first review, and I'm going to read it. Nice. So it says, entitled, Great Podcaster. And it's uh, from Main Squeeze 92, which I do know him. Um, he was a fan of like uh, Twisted Tan, Living Picariously, the shows I used to do. And I think he also was uh, on History Nation as well. Nice. Derek Squeeze. Um, I've listened to some of Tack's previous podcasts in the past. I couldn't help but immediately subscribe when I heard about his newest one. I also grew up watching the Brady Bunch and like reliving the laughs in such a convenient form of media. Give it a listen if you're looking for big laughs. Nice. So thanks. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, my I'm going to task your listeners with something. I know we're getting out. And so Robert, Ooh, hashtag Robert Brady for life. That's the new one. I need you guys <laughs> to make that thing. Number four, life. Robert Brady for life. <laughs> gotcha. So make that a thing. Yeah, that's all. And, <laughs> and then you can I contact can die happy. me at. Huh? Then I can die happy. That's all. Okay, good, good. <laughs> and you contact me at a very Brady podcast at gmail.com. And you can even give me a call and leave a voicemail at 804-446-1901. 804-446-1901. And maybe I'll play it on the show. No, I definitely would play it on the show. Um, head over to the merch store on T Public. So I have a T Public thing now, Brent, and I got that from you. Yes. As the idea to do that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, some there, t-shirt designs. T-shirts on there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I created like the if you go to the my store, uh the first four or five I created myself. So That's awesome. Check that yeah, out. Yeah, and then throw them all, all the other ones in there and then you're the spot to go for your Brady stuff. That's awesome. For everyone. <laughs> Thanks. Um there'll be a link in the description below on where to go to that. And I also have a Facebook group called the Very Brady Facebook group. So go check that out. And be sure to check out the Patreon page. If you enjoy the show, give a donation, become a patron. I'd certainly appreciate it. You can go to patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. And until then, I've been Tack. I've been Brent. I've been Lisa. And this has been a very Brady podcast. Have a sunshine day. <laughs> sunshine. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs>